Hello, everybody. It's 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Figured I'd do this one early. I was going to do one last night, but I got interrupted. Had some uh, son and daughter-in-law come in and, you know, hung out with the grandkids. But, um, um, plus, I've been really... We had the Bean Festival in Mountain View, Arkansas. So, I have been busy servicing, you know, cleaning. I'm a housekeeper, so we were booked and all weekend. And tomorrow will be my last day, and I will be called up, and then I'll be off Wednesday and Thursday. Yay! I'm so excited. Well, I love my job, but I need to rest. Um, I do have a topic I'm going to talk about or read in a minute. Um, but I do want to kind of talk about real life for a minute. Um, not that life ain't real, but, um, I'm kind of going through something right now. Um, in two days, it'll be the year anniversary of my husband's death. Um, a lot of emotions. A lot of, um, just a lot of emotions. Um, this year, I'm definitely 100% clean off the mask, the pills, and the alcohol. So, um, emotions are very different this time. And I'm actually, like, reliving it again. But this time, with a clear head, with a lot of thoughts, with a lot of heartache, pain. And I haven't told nobody, but I did, I have started writing my husband a letter. Because there was things I needed to say. There were things left unsaid. And writing him is a way I think I'm going to be able to express what I really, truly feel. And um, when it's complete, I am, I have decided to read y'all the story or the letter as well. Because this is a part of recovery, is fixing, not fixing, but, well, I guess you could say fixing problems that, you know, you won't get closure to until you stand up and do something about it. And... I have decided, I know my husband loves me, or loved me, and now that he's gone, I never knew what heartache really felt like, besides when I lost my daughter to the state of Alabama when she was a baby, but that hurt worse than anything, but second come 
with my husband's death. We had 15 years on and off together, but we had our ups and downs, but he was truly my best friend through everything. He knew everything about me. Um, and then I had a friend, a real good friend of mine today, texted me and said something about <clears throat> another friend of mine. They were roommates, but then they texted me back and said, he, this person was just kidding. But, you know, it's kind of weird because I didn't really think I would be bothered by it if he, this person was to move on and do, 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 has moved on, but it still bothers me for some reason, and I don't know why, I mean, I do know why, but then I don't, if that makes sense to y'all. It don't make sense to me, but um, I figured this has all been on my mind today while at work, and I knew I needed to get home, and I ain't even changed clothes, changed into my pajamas, kicked my shoes off, I sat right down, ran everybody out of the house, told them, give me 20 minutes, I needed to do this podcast. Um, I do want feedback, please. Please uh, look me up, um, Angela Lee Dowling, on Facebook. Uh, my group is, Facebook group is Recovery Tools and Challenges, just like the name of my podcast. I'm wanting so much feedback. I know the holidays are coming up, and I know there's so much pain and depression and not to say this in a bad way, but it's fact, but the suicide rates go up around the holidays, and this is the time we really need to bond together, and we talk to each other, be there for each other, really, you know, don't let your emotions get you, get to you, don't let your pain, your heartache, do like me, pick up the phone, I call somebody, text somebody. Um, I do my podcast because I, I'm wanting to give back of all the shit I have been through and what all I have learned and survived. And now people who know me, I've been an addict and an alcoholic all my life. And to be truly where I'm at today, it's because of the support and love I have from y'all, from my groups on Facebook, from my family, from my friends, from my co-workers, you know, and it's awesome, so awesome. But, um, I've been reading, um, these Bible plans on, um, version, and, um, I started listening to this one podcast, I mean not podcast, but this one woman who is the founder and executive director of Treasures, Harmony Grillo, and she is telling her story, and um, 
I'm really getting into it. I'm going to read the 25th because this was the 25th day. Um, I really like it. And um, it's called Replacing the Lies. I used to believe a lot of lies. They were so woven into the fabric of my being that they became my personal truth. I believed that I was worthless, stupid, and unlovable. I believed that I was destined to be abused or abandoned by any male I ever cared for. My life reflected what I thought to be true because I made choices based on those deep beliefs. In essence, my thoughts shaped my beliefs. My beliefs dictated my actions and ultimately led to habitually poor choices. A long history of abuse led me to believe that I was the kind of girl who deserved to be abused. It shaped the way I viewed myself and the world around me and kept stuck in destructive relationships. And before I read the next paragraph, for those who don't know my story, I don't know why this has come up now because I'm one of those, I don't really talk about my past, what led me to become an addict, an alcoholic, but um, I was sexually abused growing up. Um, I watched my sister go through it, who's 18 months younger than me, but it happened for her at an older age than me, but um, I'm very upset and angry because my mother, without a shadow of a doubt, knew what he was doing but refused to do anything about it, refused to leave, refused to get us out of it, just, I don't know. I have learned to forgive because I knew I couldn't move on with the past, my uh, future, holding on to the past. But it, the thing is, you don't ever forget. But now, i dealt with that for many, many years. But now that I'm actually clean and sober and been going to therapy and finally found a therapist I really love, um, I've learned to deal with it, accept it, know that things happen for a reason and this, what I do now might be the reason. To know, let other people, young people, young people, women, men, anybody, there is hope. There is help. There is support. And there is a bunch of us survivors. Because I'm a survivor of domestic violence and sexual abuse. Of more than 20 I'm 40, I'm probably about 25, 30 years of it. Transformation and healing often requires a makeover of the mind. Many of us spend a lot of the time on our outer appearance just to get ready in the morning. 
Most women use an entire arsenal of equipment, dryers, irons, lotions, sprays, body scrubs, and makeup. Men don't front. You have razors, aftershave, pomade for your hair, and CrossFit to boot. But do we spend as much time making overall minds? The Bible tells us to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. It also says that we are to take captive every thought to make obedient to Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5. There is a process of transformation that requires action on our part. It is up to us to actively identify and take hold of the lies we believe and replace them with the truth. Every time I found myself playing those old mental tapes that told me I was worthless and unlovable, I I redirected my thinking to the truth that I am wildly loved by a faithful God who has a good plan for my life. The um, key verses for this would be Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 through 19, Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8, and Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. I don't know about you, but I want to be as diligent about caring for my inner self as I am with my outer self. At the end of the day, that is what truly matters. People aren't impacted by how straight I get my hair with the hottest flat iron on the market, but they will be impacted by how I live my life, the choices I make, and the way I love the people around me. And ultimately, the way I live my life, my actions and habits, is a reflection of the things I believe. As we contemplate the kind of lives we hope to live, these are the questions we can ask ourselves. What thoughts am I allowing to shape my belief system? How does my life reflect what I believe? How can my life change if my thoughts change? What are the truths that I can use to combat the lies? As you engage in the discipline of redirecting your thoughts to the truth of God's Word, you're bound to see healthy changes in your life. And... I simply, I don't know why, but the I read that. I just knew I wanted to share it with y'all. And like I said, um, I got, got it off of version um, called um, It's the Plan, Replacing the Lies. But that's not the um, name of the plan. That's, but, um. I'll look it up tonight because I'm going to do some more segments on this because I really like it because it goes from, I talked about on my last podcast about letting go of the past. Well, this is something she's doing that helped her that related to me that I wanted to give to y'all. So, thank you for listening. And I hope this maybe helps somebody. And y'all are truly loved and blessed. And don't forget to look me up. Facebook group, Recovery Tools and Challenges. Everybody have have a good night and be safe.